Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And this episode, we've got Charlie Dixon, a special guest. Uh, glad to have him on the show. He's an Aussie Rules footballer for our beloved Port Adelaide. And uh, so he's a local boy now. And a mad car enthusiast. And a mad car enthusiast. So we've got the best of both worlds. So, Charlie, tell us, what, what cars have you got that you're working on at the moment? All right, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, at the moment, I sort of, well, I showed up in uh, my CV8 Monaro. It was single turbo, 383 stroker. Um, showed up? I could hear it half an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a 2003, I understand? Yep, 2003 CV8. I bought it probably three years ago. Uh, drove around for a month and then pulled it apart. And it was apart for about a year and a half. And then, yeah, went all back together. Makes about 800 horsepower at the moment. Can make a little at bit more. At the wheels, more. that is. At the wheels, yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, and just put a uh, glide in it at the moment, so okay. two speed. So for our listeners in the US, this is similar to it was badged in the US as a Pontiac. Pontiac, yep. The, so yeah, built in it. Australia, sent to us, uh, sent to the US as a Pontiac. Some I think they actually called it a GTO. Yeah, G- the GDO. Yep, that's it. Okay, and then completely gutted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any original part from the original <laughs> Monaro slash GTO Pontiac. But what we were in the car, what we were concerned about, Ori, is it's got a stick shift, but a single stick, so it's an automatic. But it was a manual. Yes, recently, literally, like in the last sort of couple of weeks, it's uh, changed from uh, six speed to a two speed, which I sort of was very against going the automatic because you know I love manual cars and I love being able to drive them and. Um, but this thing was just, it was a bit of a pig to drive. Like on open road, like down the highway, when I used to drive to the bend and stuff like that, six gear, it would just cruise. It was fine. But um, getting to the, when we get to racing, you know, it sort of, it was just a bit too slow for me. And now I've got two speed. So it's uh, it's a whole different so kettle of fish. Two speed. Yep. Two so speed automatic. One, two. That's yeah. it. Okay. So that makes it easy. So driving through the city, you're not hitting two, are you? Oh yeah, and I just put it in. You put it in two straight away, and then it sits at like cruising at sixty k's an hour. It sits at just under two thousand RPM, and it's it's good. Likes it there. It's actually really nice to drive. <laughs> just just normally easily. Easily, yeah. It's it's very nice to drive compared to where it was before because it had such a heavy clutch in it. It was uh yeah it was um yeah a pig to drive, and you're sort of like hopping along. So when you looked at doing that to the car, did you? No, you want to go as far as you've currently gone? Or did you say, I'm just going to tweak the engine? I'm just going to... How did it start, that process? Well, or did you know what you wanted to do from the first bolt you unscrewed? Not really. I mean, like, most builds get carried away. And, like, yeah, it was... I sort of... I wanted to go big horsepower. I knew that. I wanted to go big horsepower, close to a 1,000 as I can. I mean, I'm not worried about chasing numbers. I just, like, you know, like, the difference between, like... Yeah, 800 horsepower and um, like 700, it's it's still a lot. But like driving that around the street, it's just useless. There's no point in having any more than that like cruising around the street or any more than five, 600, you know, it's wild. And um, But yeah, I was like, oh, I've had a ProCharge SS Ute on the Gold Coast and it made like 570 horsepower at the tyres and I loved it. It was just a cool car, sounded like, yeah, loud and obnoxious and I just loved it. It was like sat in the shed and I'd drive it around every now and then. But that's, I was like, all right, I'll get a bigger pro charger and build the engine this time and make more horsepower. And then the boys at the shop were like, nah, don't go pro charger, go turbo, go turbo. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to, all the heat and all that sort of stuff. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. And they're like, 
and they took me for a drive in a turbo car. I was like, right, let's get a turbo. <laughs> and that is a big turbo. It yeah. is a huge turbo. But what I was surprised about it, Charlie, is when you rolled up in our driveway, it was idling. It was, you know, it was no problem. It didn't look like it was too, or it didn't sound like it was too lumpy. Yeah, oh, it's it's it is lumpy. Got, it is lumpy, but it's only got like the one muffler in it, so it's basically four inch to down to three and a half, sort of whole way. And um, yeah, it's it's quite loud for like a turbo car, but I mean, like yeah, like you said, just idles. It's it's good. It, I mean, like I sit in traffic like the whole way here. It took me fifteen minutes to get here from my shed, and yeah, it got up to about ninety odd degrees and. It's sweet. Okay. Well, that's, and that's, sorry, Mick. What I was going to say, that's one thing I did notice, the amount of heat coming off that engine bay. So can you drive? I mean, driving to the bend is an hour and a half drive. Yep. How hot is it when it gets there? Is it, does it overheat or it's fine? No, it's fine. It, it's done it, done it uh, probably five or six times. I haven't done it in the auto yet because I'm not sure in the diff gears because we haven't played around with that yet. So okay. sitting at 110, it'd rev quite high at the moment with those diff gears. I think it's got like two sevens or something. Yeah, something like that in it or threes. I don't know. But yeah, so like I said, six gear and six gear and manual doing 110, 115 along the highway. It was it did it easy and like get there. It it was the same temp as it would be as it is just sort of sitting there now. So with the the car was built purposely for roll racing, was it or not really? No, I wanted to use it for everything. Like I I didn't want to just build it to you know go drag racing or whatever like that i just wanted to have a car that i could enter in anything and i pretty much have the only thing i which i wanted to do but i haven't was go drifting i've got a a hydraulic handbrake that's that i wanted to put in it and all that sort of stuff but i just sort of didn't end up doing it but like i've done circuit at malala at the bend roll racing drag racing um, driving it on the street, and that's, that's why I can't believe. And you're driving it on the streets, and every day you can use it every day. That's interesting. What you talk about the different types of racing that you do. Yeah. Normally, you'd have a specific for that either track or roll racing or drag racing. So at Malala, for example, what what are your times that you get there? Oh, I didn't really have a time. It was just like a it was a track day, open track day. So like I didn't have any times. It was the first time I've been to the track in Adelaide. And it was actually when I had, I used to have an S1 sequential um, shifter in it. So it was like sequential, sort of. You still had to use a clutch. But I sort of pulled that out because it was a bit hard to drive <laughs> even more. But like, yeah, I just had a blast. I had crap tyres and had 800 horsepower ripping around the track <laughs> trying to keep it straight. <laughs> it was, um, it was because it's got a solid, it's got a nine inch in it as well. So like it's. The IRS, I pulled that out and got a Castle Main uh, nine-inch replacement that just goes straight underneath. And we've made a few adjustments to it, shortened it a little bit, so it's got ten-inch tires underneath it. And yeah, I was going to ask. So tires ten-inch brakes, you had to change brakes, your brakes. Yep. So I've got the big wheelwood, so six spots on the front and four on the rear, which I'm probably going to change the rear so I can put a uh, bigger tire on the back because, okay. like, at the moment I can only get really a seven, in, a seventeen-inch tire. Um, sort of tall tire on it and because they've got to get over the brakes and probably going to change to maybe something like so I can get a 15 and get some some good meat under it so it hooks up properly. And all the safety features you put in there, the roll cage, the roll bars, when was that done? Was That was done, so last year before when the season went that on that break. COVID break, yeah. So we played round one and then we had a break. I had like literally the best time ever. Like, <laughs> I literally locked myself in the shed and just went nuts and like was working on my F truck and and uh, the Monaro was just sitting there. It was running, it was driving, it was every, everything was sweet. And then I just 
I was, I was like, oh, well, I've done everything I can on the truck. And then I just pulled the whole interior out of it, dash, everything. I was like, I need to get the dash fixed. And so then I was like, oh, well, everything's out of it. I might as well put a roll cage in it. So now it's all Alcantara inside. Oh, not Alcantara. It's just suede. Oh, okay. It looks like I've done I got it. I got quoted for like something like 30 grand to do a full interior on this car for like Alcantara and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, well, you didn't. Uh, okay, you might have stopped at the interior in terms of the seats and that, but the dash, we noticed it's a full digital yeah. dash. It's, uh, yeah, so that Taco, what is that? That's so. The car runs a Heltec 2500 and um, I use a Motec C1, uh, what is it, C1212, which is like I've had it for well, I had it for ages and it didn't go in the car until like just recently. So that dash is like, yeah, it's I can sort of plug my laptop into it and put whatever dash I want onto it. Um, I can even like recreate the old uh, Monaro dash if I wanted to like have the exact same taco as it did when it was factory but that would defeat the purpose of putting that in there anyway so but yeah it's it's unreal that thing it took a fair bit to get the Helltech to talk to the Motec but then once um, Denny from DesignWire he he worked it out pretty quick and got it all sorted so can you plug your laptop in after you've driven it and gives you all the data of yep. your so, that's, so do you yeah. do that? Or the- oh, I, I would like to know how to do that. Okay. <laughs> but like I want to... You um, could though. I could, yeah. So basically that's what Steve, the boys at Paul Pablo Motors who built the car. When I first took it drag racing in 2018, I think it was, or no, 2019, I went to Heathcote uh, Holden Nationals and the first time I went... Uh, first time drag racing ever and um yeah he was just every time i'd come in he'd plug the laptop in have a look at thing and then he wouldn't tell me but he'd be add, adding a couple of pounds of boost and then he goes how'd that feel how'd that feel was that better i was like yeah it's pulling really hard like at the end he goes yeah no i made it faster i like i put more boost in it i gave more horsepower i gave more timing and it was just like wow okay <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing what you can do with the electronic side oh, compared oh. to the real old classics where it's carby you can't really do much to get a lot of yeah, no, correct. Yeah. So, George trying to get more air into the engine, really. The yeah, old days. Exactly. How do you do that? With blowers. That, blowers yeah. and turbos. It's amazing. <laughs> it really, really is. And and I must admit, it looks great. It sits nice. Yeah. The um, engine bay, Mick? Oh, the engine bay is phenomenal. It was like phenomenal, a mirror. Phenomenal. <laughs> just, we'll have some photos on our Instagram page. When you see this engine bay, wow. Just wow. And you can see there's some serious stuff there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, You know, so. So weight-wise, you said you took out the clutch and all that. So weight-wise, what is it? Do you know what the weight of the car is now? I think I had I put it on the scales at, at the bend with two myself and mate in it, and it was maybe sixteen hundred kilos. Would that be right? I don't know. I would. I don't know. Yeah, sixteen hundred kilos yeah. would be about with right. You two gentlemen in there, yeah. you're not like yourselves. Take a couple hundred kilos out for the guys. Yeah, it's about a 1,400 kilo yeah. car. Would that be right? I don't know. Yeah, it might be a bit light on, maybe, but anyway. yeah, but no clutch yeah. in there. All that. No, that was out. when I was manual. Okay, so it'd be light. It would be lighter now then. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, Mick. Do you reckon the clutch will make a difference on the weight? Absolutely. Well, it's a small. It is a smaller gearbox than the T fifty six. Oh right, that's okay. Well, it, there so you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, Charlie, look. The interesting thing is that you've actually got a couple of classics as well. Yeah. So you've got the HX Ute. Yeah, so my grandfather's ute that I started building in 2016 and I didn't think it'd take this long. But um, that, yeah, and that's another one like how you said, like, do did I know exactly what path I was going down? To an extent, I did with this build. Um, but 
I've changed engines three times. So yeah, I've uh, it's it's like a full complete. So it's got a tubular front end, uh, floating like rear diff and everything like. So Ron Harrop he did the diff and everything in that, and then um, all the front end was done by McDonald Brothers, and um, but then had to, we had to change a fair bit of stuff on that. So to make the engine sort of work and everything else. So I started off with uh, a LSA, which is uh, the HSV GDS motor, the supercharged LS3, basically. So I bought bought that back then. I bought it for like ten grand, and um, so that was sitting there. He mocked up, put it all in the engine, and I wanted to have it under the bonnet. We had to adjust everything to make it sit under the bonnet because it's quite a tall motor. They didn't want any scoots. I didn't want any scoots. I can't stand yeah the reverse cowl and all that sort of stuff. That just wasn't what I was after because I wanted the ute to look like a farm ute, like how my grandfather used to drive around the farm. Just a lot quicker? Yeah, just a lot quicker. And, um, yeah, we, we were able to do that. And then I was like, oh, you know, with the way this ute's going, it's going to look – it's going to be a big build and it's going to look unreal. I was like, it's hard to make those engines look pretty. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, let's sell that. So I sold it. <laughs> I sold it for 13 and a half grand. Yeah, so I made money on it, which was good because people were, were after these engines because they could make good money out of them. And it was fi- that was a completely built, finished engine. Oh, that was, yeah. So that had a, a, a pulleys and all this, all the everything there, but I was going to do more work to it. And um, and then I was like, all right, let's go down the 440 uh, LSX way with a naturally aspirated LS motor and uh, like big horsepower, big cube. And I was like, yep, that'll be cool. And I started sort of piecing that together. And then I was like, no, everyone puts LSs in these things. I want to do something different. And then when I went to hold nationals with a bunch of the guys from there, they were running these RB30s in a little Tirana and then a VL because it's a VL turbo motor. And I was like, oh, I don't mind the sound of these. I don't mind how cool they are. And I was like, right, let's do it. And then I've changed again. So pulled the engine out, like cut the engine mounts out, made more. made stuff to um so i got an old rb30 engine to mock it up we're not changing from the rb30 are we no we are not (laughs) definitely not so i've um just about to throw that engine together i've got to get a billet block so from bullet industries which is like rated i think just the block alone 1800 horsepower so that'll be um that'll be a nice car and the, the level of attention to detail that adam over in parks is going to he built my dad's xc panel van and um, he, yeah, that car's immaculate. So he's going to pretty uh, high standards. So that HX, that's going to look fairly standard, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, it's so, going to have a bench seat and everything, um, power glide on the column and all that sort of stuff. So, so for, for the listeners that don't know, the HX, we're talking about a Holden ute. Yep. So this is a locally built Australian ute. Yep. Um, 1977. And yeah. the Americans would call it a, a light truck. I yeah, suppose so. You know, so you've progressed from that to an F one hundred truck. Yeah. So you're doing up. That's a, that's a nineteen sixty seven. So that's the yep. Ford F one hundred. Yep. Short wheelbase, bump side. So there was a dent side and the bump side. This is. Um, I actually bought three of them. So <laughs> as I, you do, yeah. as you do, Mick, when you find them in a paddock, and yeah. you've got to buy more than one. I'll take them all. Yeah. Well. It was funny. I was just like I've always loved them. I always wanted one, and I just wanted one to. I want one to drive as a daily eventually. And um, yeah, I was on online. I just searching cars or anything and everything as I normally do. And these three trucks came up, and they were five thousand seven hundred or something like that for the for, for the three for of them. the three of them. And they, they were rough, but like two of them ran, and one of them was the main one. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, let's go have a look. And then went and had a look, and I think I ended up getting down to four thousand seven hundred. 
And I was like, this, yep, all right, let's do it. And then me and my mate, Mark from the Iron Empire, he's got a, a YouTube channel as well. And like he, we do stuff all the time together. And um, yeah, we, he wasn't, he's in Forreston. I picked him up just outside Gawler. Oh no, I can't quite remember. Not far from Forreston. And um, these cars hadn't driven in 10 years. And we're sitting there trying to get, one of them had a 300 cube straight six in it with a top load of three speed. And um, we got that going and, um, and he's like, right, I, we had a car trailer, but we're like, we'll put the one on that doesn't have an engine, put that on there and then we'll drive them, uh, we'll drive it back to the block. I'm like, yep, no worries, that sounds cool. And then ended up getting in it, driving it up the road, doing 60 k's an hour and then next minute the water hose For blows sure. off and <laughs> blows it up. The guy we bought it off, he goes, no, oh, you, you, you can't drive these. And Mark had a um, trade plate, so we just threw a trade plate on it. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. They haven't driven in 10 years and you know, we pumped tyres up and we drove down the road and it was awesome. We had a good fun. We got about a kilometre and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Parked nah. it on the side of the road. So, so what year are those trucks? So I got had two 72s yeah. and, a and a 67. And so I'm building the 67 at the that's moment. That's the one you're rebuilding yeah, at the yeah. moment. We've talked many times, Charlie, on the show that uh, you don't normally uh, start a car and drive off if it hasn't been driven for a few years. So, <laughs> so maybe that's, that's, that's part learn. of the fun of it. Yeah. That's actually on my YouTube channel. If you, if you want to have a look at that, that's on there. But um, yeah, and that that at the moment has got a um, five liter Coyote supercharged engine in it from a GS Falcon FPVU. Okay, and at what stage is that car at, or the truck? Sorry, so the bodywork is getting done now. So the cab has all the rust been cut out of it. It's uh, pretty much just about finished. It's just we've got a um, – the roof was pretty buggered. So um, the guys at Classic Car Connect, they've had it for probably six months now. And I've had to pull a um, – sort of pull the pin on it a little bit, just put it on hold. Well, I'm still – they're still doing about a week's – um, weeks work a month on it just because I want to get this HX finished so too many projects too many Charlie. projects right. exactly we talk about having one project car Charlie's got three of them and drives them <laughs> yeah well that's it that's it and if you want to leak money that's the way to do it so, you, there's so much work going to all these cars how much work do you actually do on the cars Charlie because you're, you're pretty hands on oh yeah I try to do as much as I can I mean I, I do as much as I can until I either break something or I can't do it anymore. Like I, so with bodywork and stuff, I'd, I'd, I'll try, but like I haven't done a whole lot. I try to do a bit on the F truck. I was like, yeah, I'll just buzz it all back and then, then we'll just paint over it and it'll be a rough job. But then now it's gone to a point where it's like, oh, we had it whole completely yeah, sandblasted. Nice. Everything's doing and I'm doing it properly, doing it first, doing it right the first time so then I don't have to worry about it. And, uh, and then mechanically, yeah, I've pulled, I pulled, I can pull everything apart. You know, I'll pull whatever you want apart. It's <laughs> putting it back, back together. together. <laughs> You're a bit like me. Destruction, very good. <laughs> exactly. Construction, different. Yeah. No, I I try to do as, as much as I can, but um, sometimes I'll get stuck and then that's, yeah. So that 67, you're going to take it back to original condition or you're going to... Well, it's got the five litre, it's a new five litre, so supercharged engine. So out of the Mustangs... So what the Mustangs run, yeah, the five that's liter be in Coyote, that. yeah, that's what's in that. So, and uh, got a manual, a six speed manual gearbox for that. Good, and yeah, nice manual. Like shift yeah. So, well, that's it, and that, and that's what I want to be my daily driver. But it'll be nice. My my plan is I want to paint it matte white, and then have uh, black bumpers on it, 
and then sort of like a black tub liner because I still want to be able to use it as a ute and I want to throw the dogs in the back or throw get some timber or, or you know whatever I need mulch I'll do it because it's you that's know, what it's I'll, for that's what it's for it's a truck and so you will be able to use it as a daily driver I mean you'll oh, have yeah. power steering you'll have you know the normal stuff and it's a, a crate motor I assume yeah. isn't it it's a crate motor so it's all brand new yep aircon everything and not, and not running 300,000 horsepower either oh it'll it'll have like five six hundred I hope which is great yeah which is great so Charlie three project cars on the go yep you're racing you're a professional athlete AFL footballer takes up mo- a lot of your time I would have thought <laughs> And then you've got Drive with Dixon. What's that about? So that is my YouTube channel, which is where I try to try to build all my cars on through there. But also that's sort of like a, I've had that project. The main reason it's called that is because I, I've got a, a basically similar to this, so like podcasting cars that I've been trying to get off the ground for the last sort of year and a half, but I need to finish the video. And the way I want to finish that is, is up at the bend. And it's just finding the time. And um, I've had Koshy, David Kosh, who's our, our chairman. And, um, yeah, he wants to get involved and help out and use some of the sponsors from the club. And they're keen to do it, but I've put it together a presentation for them. It's basically I go um, and I, one video I've already got that I've used to sort of try and sell it was with Travis Boak where we just I pick him up in, in a, the Luso we saw on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, the Ferrari Luso. Ferrari Luso. And uh, we just go for a chat and talk about cars and his first car, his first crash and, and all that sort of stuff. So that's essentially driving with Dixon. That's where that sort of name came with. Nice. Because like I've, I've sort of like over that break I, where I was trying to build everything, I was like that's when I named the channel. And uh, people like driving with Dixon, more like talking with Dixon because yeah. I, I haven't been doing, I wasn't allowed to do anything or drive or anything like that. So that's sort of like I haven't really voiced too much of it, other than other than now. So um, yeah, that's sort of my that's my where I'm trying to sort of head down. But it's just taken a little bit longer than I thought. I want to try and finish off that video this year and um, try and get a couple more guests. But it's just hard with the COVID stuff because we're either in a hub or you know like it's trying to get people in and same like with and I want to use it I don't want to just stick to AFL footballers I want to be like talk to anyone you know like I said to Koshi I said I want to get him in and you guys as well absolutely like pick go I mean broaden the audience yeah exactly I mean I don't want to stick it to just footballers I know that's a good market a lot of people want to know the ins and outs of footballers and what they do and who they are basically and and which it gives a good insight to sort of who Trav was growing up as well. And, um, yeah, so that's sort of driving with Dixon, but I've got to get that going. And the reviews, I mean, you've, you've partnered also a little bit with Zagami's as we have also with Zagami and we yep. got to review the Ferrari Roma earlier this year and you've, yeah, the yeah. GTC for Lusso. What do you do with Zagami? Is that on Drive by Dixon or is that on your normal um, Charlie Dixon? No, that's, that's a bit of both really. Yeah, like... I did uh, some stuff with yeah, Zagami and uh, hopefully do some more stuff with them in the coming weeks. So They've got the new Bentley Bentayga and stuff like that as well, so they want me to take that out and, yeah. So I'm interested in your thoughts, I mean, because we're Ferrari lovers, of course. Um, the Lusso, what did you think of the Lusso? I loved it. It was um, it was. It was like tame and it was a beautiful car to drive on the road and it, you could – easily see yourself just driving that daily and then also like just hitting a switch and then it sort of roars its head off and goes down the road and just is amazing how comfortable were you sitting in the driver's seat though because you're a tall man what yeah. are you seven foot three <laughs> i'm only six eight Ori. well look you're man, he's a 
is a beast of a human. Let me tell you, when you see the photos <laughs> of him, he's a big, tall man. So, but how comfortable were you sitting in the GTC Volvo? Is there enough room? Oh, plenty of room. I was, yeah, no, I had enough, a lot of room in that car that I didn't want to give it back. Yeah, it's a big car. It is actually a really big yeah, car. Yeah, and it's an, it's, it's not your typical Ferrari either. Like the way you sort of see it, it's like. It's got this sort of hatchback sort of thing, you know. But what do like, you think of that? I love it. Like, I just think it's so different, and it was it's similar to the FF. It was the um, yes, yes, the model before the model, yeah, model before. And um, I had a mate who's got one of them. who lives around the corner from me, and uh, yeah, that's a phenomenal car that I just love as well. And that's Matt White, and like that's sort of like why I love Matt White as well because he he drives his FF daily. But yeah, that it just it's different. It's and that's well, what I like. Well, see, if you were playing in the Premier League or the Serie A in Italy, you'd be, the Spanish an FF league, you'd be driving that to training. <laughs> now, if you rocked up to Alberton in that, yeah, oh, it wouldn't be there in the car park, right? <laughs> It'd be gone pretty soon, you reckon? <laughs> oh, fed. Any other plans for any other builds in the future? I mean, is there something motorbikes? I mean, I know you you've ridden the Harley to my house a few times. Yep. You still got the motorbikes or no? I've sort of moved. I moved the Harley on to get the um, the GS Ute. So, which the GS Ute was a repairable write off that I bought. And um, I was like, the cost for that conversion to buy out of a wreck car was pretty similar price to what this car was, and it was running and driving. And I got a couple of track days out of it, and like through Ollie Wines and uh, Tom Cleary in the car, and they cooked. I put brand new brakes on it, and they cooked those brakes within the first hour of the track day. <laughs> well, they should only do a certain amount of laps. Oh no, you come I was in. I was. On the silo, tell them to come in because they had flames coming off the brakes and they were standard brakes and it's got... They thought that's normal. Yeah, <laughs> it, they'd had never been on a track before and I threw them in it. And, um, but yeah, so yeah, so that was the car that I bought and uh, that's why I sold the Harley, to buy that car. And uh, yeah, that was sort of my thinking around. But definitely want another Harley. I mean, Chad Corns, he's on to me about buying another Harley. So that's, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be uh, getting one of them later on in life. Fantastic. That, that is, look, Charlie, it, we, I think we've got to leave it there, Ori. I mean, oh, no, you can talk we could Charlie talk for ages. <laughs> we can talk for ages and we're going to do it again. Yeah, um, absolutely. There'll be photos of Charlie's cars, all the builds on our Instagram page and our website. So, um, you know, please have a look and uh, have a look at some of these great builds. And actually, you know, where there are now progress photos and we're going to link in Charlie's yeah. Drive with Dixon yeah, uh, channel up also the, and his YouTube channel. So Certainly. you guys can actually, uh, it's lots of fun. Lots of fun. <laughs> yeah, so thanks again, Charlie, for coming on. Thanks, no Charlie. So we're gonna, thanks for having me. That was awesome. Yeah, we're going to leave it there, Ori. And uh, you can catch us as normal on our Instagram page or you get us on email. And now, of course, we've got a little bit of uh, TikTok going. And and link to driving with Dixon with Charlie. Yep, our right. YouTube and we've got a YouTube channel coming too, Mick. Yep, so it. it's all happening. Very it's all good. Happening. <laughs> and uh, but in the end, remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>